What is up, guys? We're back after a long-awaited hiatus. Eight years. Bro, it felt so long. It was like we disappeared from the earth for a little bit. We missed y'all so much. Like, I really... This was truly one of the best parts of my last semester. I was just talking to Jack about this. I really did miss this, just Mm -hmm. getting to talk about Jesus with y'all and, like, what he's put on me and Jack's heart to share. And just to see the fruits of that, of how the Lord's been working in and through this whole thing has been really, really cool and very beautiful. And to see some of the pictures that he's painting in y'all's lives. And, um, yeah. And this is Dalton, of course, and I'm always joined by the lovely Jack Mims over here. Lovely, okay. That's a new one for you. New one, new one. How you feeling? Hello, everyone. I'm doing great. I'm a tad tired. Yeah. School, this semester's going to be a doozy, bro. It's a lot. A lot going on. Well, it's at least good. you won't be reading nine books by the, by the end of the semester. True. At least you're not proving the very fabric of mathematics like I am. So, hey, we're yeah, both you, in different yeah, boats. You can have that. You can have that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as y'all can see, this week's episode, episode 10. Double digits. That's wild to think about honestly it seems like yesterday me and jack were like what about a podcast <laughs> you and were then, like what about a podcast i was like sure and now we're 10 episodes in god but yes. yes this week's episode is what is worship and before we kind of dive into it let me read our theme verse if you haven't heard it in a while or studied it i don't know if y'all I don't know what y'all did over break, but <laughs> it's Hebrews ten, twenty-four and twenty-five. And let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other all the more as you see the day approaching. So yeah. Um Jack, how well I guess before we get into it, how was your break? <laughs> My break was phenomenal, and other than friends, I wouldn't have minded if it was a little longer, which is out of the ordinary for me. I normally am ready to get back. Um, but yeah, it was. I, I went through kind of the highlight of my break. I threw. I went through a book called "Beholding" by Strawn Coleman, uh, and it, I just went. I got it on my birthday, which was early December, um, and finished it right before the new year. So it took me about a month to go through. And just not having a lot of obligations at the house. Um, I was blessed to have a pretty a pretty chill a pretty chill break. I had a lot of time to read, a lot of time to think, a lot of time to meditate on just what I was reading and what the Lord was teaching me and um it was just a really sweet book. Um I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but it just it, it focuses on prayer and how we are to you know, as the name suggests, behold him in our prayer and what that looks like and the ins and outs of that and, and everything that goes along with it. So that was a big part of my break, a big blessing. I had time and um, the energy to kind of make those things um, a practice of mine and, in, and to instill those in my life before I got back to school, which has proven to be difficult to keep these things kind of going that I've learned with all this hectic stuff going on. Um, yeah, good time of reflection, not having a lot of, a lot of stuff to do, um, family not being at the house all the time because of work and school and whatnot, um, a lot of time to myself, a lot of time just to think, um, which is always nice because I feel like I can't think (laughs) really without any external stimuli at school. I feel like something's always grabbing for my attention, which is, which has its place. Um, and it's not always a bad thing, but it, it is nice to kind of have a lack of that. Um. But yeah, Dalton, how was your break? It was probably the quite opposite of yours. <laughs> um, I worked at least four days a week for six hours a day when I was back home. Um, and then me and my family, we went to Huntsville the first weekend of Christmas break. And then the last weekend was, my birthday was December 31st. Um, so we went to Helen and Delonica, Georgia for my birthday, which was really sweet. Good family time. So that was probably the highlight of my break. But also the highlight of my break was that uh, 
I got to speak to my former students when I was an intern at my yeah. home church in Richcrest. So that was very sweet. It was um something that the Lord kind of put on my heart to talk to them about and what the Lord's been teaching me over the past couple of months. And it was just really sweet to see them and to pour into them and just to see how far they've grown the past couple of months that I've been gone. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I was pretty busy over break, which I would not have preferred, but um, I needed some money. (laughs) Yeah. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. True, true, true. um, That's how it was, but it was just really sweet of the Lord, and um, I kind of was praying through. Every year I try to come up with like a a word or like a phrase like what the new year is going to be like for me and like how I can grow in this spiritually. Um, and I just kept coming back to Psalm 23. Um, mm. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Uh, because when we have the Lord as our shepherd, we lack no good thing in that. And he's not going to keep anything from you because, I mean, Psalm 84, the Lord's a son and a shield and he bestows favor and honor to those who walk uprightly. Blessed is the one who trusts in you. Um, so, yeah. And that was probably paraphrased, but... <laughs> and he it. withholds nothing good from those who walk uprightly. Yeah. I'll hold on to that part a lot. <laughs> paraphrased, but... You got most of it. Yeah, like, so a mix of Psalm 84 and, and Psalm 23. Um, I shall not want... This is a phrase that I'm bringing into the new year and how I can go spiritually, so... Yeah. So I saw, I would say the la- the latter part of my break was was better than the, than the first because like as soon as I got back I was we were in Huntsville and like we were I was working so yeah but now that we've got the all this all the the chit chat out the way we can I guess we we can dive into it so before when me and Jack were like praying and kind of talking about this praying about it. We just want to, like, before we, like, jump into, like, what is worship, we want to kind of talk about what worship is not. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to we're gonna hit on a few things, but uh, worship, firstly, is not just, y'all probably have heard this, not a one-time thing on Sunday or Wednesday, or an event, or a worship night or like this one time thing or like a D now or anything that's like a one time thing. No, that is a form. For sure a yeah. form of worship. But like worship is not confined to those moments. Um Yeah, and it's Yeah, that's yeah, that's Yeah. And it's not confined to a space like the church sanctuary, for example. It's not confined to a conference center. It's not confined to like this really vibey, hip worship setting with like the Edison light bulbs and rugs and stuff. And that's great. Not hating. Love that stuff. But like, it's not confined to that space. Like, that's a way of like, you know, I don't know. That's become like a, a new, a newer thing that we do. For like a worship night or something like that, and that's great. It's like the low lighting, just like the mood setting. Yeah, it's an intimate. It's an intimate setting for sure, which is great. But like, we love that so for much. sure, for sure. But like, and it's inviting, which is you know reminiscent of the Lord's heart, which is great. Mm-hmm. But the point is like it's not confined to yeah, that. Yeah. Like you can take it with beyond that. Um, and. You know the antithesis of that is like yes, it's not confined to that. So like worship. Is to be a continual thing we do throughout the week, um, and we've probably hit on this in some of our previous episodes. Some of this, and if you know us as people, you've probably heard us talk about this. Um, but like everything, like and Dalton's going to hit on this um, in just a sec. But like we've got to be really careful. Like I don't want to, I don't want to steal from you. I'll let you go. But um, if I keep going, I'm going to cover his point. Um, but yeah, worship should be a thing that continues throughout the week. And we should be people of worship. And Dalton's going to kind of take more of that. Yeah, and like, I would say the past maybe 30 years or like 25, I'll be generous, 25, when like the contemporary music 
scene for Christian music has like kind of taken over the church and like I mean I listen to it 100% I love it a lot but that music alone is not worship because I feel like the modern American Western church when asked or think about what is worship the first thing that comes to mind is music which is sad very sad and it is worship like yes, I'm not saying that it's not. It's, it is a form, but it, like it's worship is not confined. Yeah, to music. No, not at all. It is. It is worship. It is I, we just want to make sure that's that's clear. Yeah. I don't want y'all coming away from this being like Jack and Dalton said that singing's not worship. Like that's like, not what we're saying. I mean, look at Colossians. Come to him with him song, spiritual song. Right. Yeah. And, or like read the Psalms. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. There's instruments in the Bible. Like music's yeah. music's a thing. Like. That's a, that's perfect. Like that's a great form of worship. But you know, and yeah, it's like music isn't music is a form of worship. Yes, but it is not the only yeah form. Yes, 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 yes of yes. worship. But we've been accustomed to in our culture in America in like the Western Church, um, like the modern like oh we have a killer worship set we have this mood we have this this emotional high like this spirit like yes like our emotions are key i get that but our emotions are not god and god's god right right um because i like i know i'm like shooting in the dark here but worship is not how do i say this without like A teary, like um, an emotional eyes crying out, all out, like one of those moments with the Lord. One time experience is not like that. Is not just like you know what I'm saying. Like that's not confined to what worship is. That can totally happen. No, and that and I like, love that so much when the Lord does bless you with those times. Of course, of course. But like, I guess I can, I'm going to hit on more of this later. Um, like if if that doesn't happen, like don't have yeah. It would just be careful, like the expectation of like what worship, <laughs> the singing part of worship has looked yeah. like for you. It's just tough to. And I would just warn us and y'all of like being like, oh man, that quote wor- quote unquote worship wasn't as good because they didn't have a killer worship set, or like or... I didn't cry this time, but I cried last time. So yeah, like. The worship wasn't as good, you know. Like I would be like a little wary if we start wading into those waters, because you know that's not really that's not the heart of what worship. Like we're we're putting worship in like a box where we what we think it should be and should feel like. So where it starts to pee. Uh, pre presupposition. Something like that. Is that even right? Yeah. Are pre- no, I'm thinking of a word. I'll, I'll probably think of it. Sorry <laughs> to like ruin the moment, but go ahead. I don't know. That was done. I was building like, you can't. Um, God, I can't think of the word. Sorry, guys. Tisk tisk SMH moment. It's like what you like. Preference. Yes. Thank oh. you. Thank you, Jack. Like you can't base worship off of your preferences. Mm. If we start to base worship upon our emotions, our preferences, what we like, then you're missing. The, you're making worship about yourself. Worship is not about yourself at all. Yeah. Yep. Worship is solely well. We kind of hit on this, but like, worship is about Yahweh alone, and that is it. Right. Yeah. That is it. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about Exodus 34, 6 and 7 and so on, when Yahweh, the first time he ever reveals the fullness of his nature to anybody, to any human, and he reveals himself to Moses when he says, the the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful, gracious, low to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. 
And Moses' first response is to fall down on his knees and worship the Lord. Because if we're truly in Christ and we know that he is all those things, our only response is to fall down on his knees and worship. So, I mean, you can't, like, do that all day, every day. That would be impossible. Right. I mean, it's not. But. You can. You can. Worship in spirit and truth. Which is what I'm. Good segue, Jack. (laughs) Ha ha ha. So, I was going to what worship isn't. And now we're going to go to what worship is. Pretty. That's kind of how this is going to be structured. Um, (laughs) I guess we should have said that at the beginning. But yeah. Now me and and Dalton have two little things we're going to say on what worship is. And that's how this is going to go. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be in John chapter 4, verses 21 through 24. Let me find it. Here we go. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So, in the vein of what I was talking about earlier, of uh, worship should be continual throughout the week. Um, everything we do is a form of worship. Exactly. And we only if it's done in spirit and truth. Like, that's the thing. Like, we can go, we can either go through, on one hand, we can go throughout our lives in the mundane tasks. And viewing them as just that, and that alone. I mean, like, I go to class, I send emails, I schedule things, I read a book, all these things. And if we do them, like, just for the sake of doing them, um, as opposed to, like, offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, as our spiritual worship, Romans 12.1, like, that is where we can really tap into like living a life of worship. Um, so yeah, and like we were talking about earlier, the whole like the picture of like teary-eyed, crying worship. Um, I guess that is. Like, yes, it is. Um, and I would just challenge y'all in those moments, um, if the Lord chooses to bless y'all with those. There's nothing. Don't feel like we're like condemning you for that. Like if. You examine yourself, like after, say, like a worship night. <laughs> well, a night of that was dedicated to singing, um, that we refer to as worship nights. Yeah, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. Of, yeah, but like, what else are you gonna call it? Yeah. You know, we just challenge y'all to know that worship is more than singing. But you know, okay. it's kind of hard to get away from the phrases. Yeah. But all that to say, pull back. Like, if you had a really crying emotional experience pull back after it's like okay was that in spirit and truth um what was that just because of a highly emotional experience because of the music or like something like that or was it like you were so undone mm. by the love of christ for you yeah like and here's the um the truth part of spirit and truth, that one's fairly, you know, fairly simple. The only truth that we can hold on to is is the truth of Scripture. And our worship must be built on that. Because if it's not built on the truth of Scripture, what are we doing? You know, it's not, it's not a pleasing aroma to the Lord when we don't build it on the only thing we know is true, which is uh, His Word. Um yeah, and that goes along with the feelings. Like, our worship cannot be dictated by feelings. Absolutely not. Or circumstances. Or circumstances. Whew. Like, if we come in, if we if we just live our lives in worship, dictated by feelings, we'd have some. And if our the quality of our worship was mm. judged by our feelings, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> we'd not we'd be not doing very good. Because of course, like some days we're doing great. Like today was a great day. Had a phenomenal day. Yesterday, not so great. Tuesday, really not so great. Um, just because of various things, nothing incredibly bad, but just just very like just overwhelmed and just like hit with a 
freight train that school, you know, and just feeling like you have to do all the things. Wasn't having the best day. And if my worship quality was like based off of how I felt, golly, but I wouldn't like, be having very quality worship. Like real world example, like yesterday you were flustered when you came into church. Right. Like if you don't know Jack, we go to Mars Hill and Mobile while we're here for college and um, he makes coffee for us. Like, I do, he was I running, do. He was running late, and, like, I could tell he's, like, flustered, and, like, he's running 100 miles an hour, making everybody's coffee, trying to eat at the same time, and then, like, before you know it, it's time to go into the the study where Rusty leads us into a time of the study of God's Word, but then, like, in the stillness and the intimacy that is the study of God's Word corporately, like, all of that just, like, yeah, went melted away. away. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Like, I'm just very thankful. Like, the art of releasing and the practice of releasing and, like, resting. I'm not the best at it. But the Lord has worked in that mightily over the last year. Just being able to be like, okay. And, like, my, my that's my big thing. I don't really have a word for the year. I've never really... Mine changes, like, daily, to be honest. <laughs> um, But something I've, like, really been focusing on the last little bit is, like, the whole... Holding on to feelings versus holding on to truth thing. And like when I turned twenty one last December, just a few like just last month, I was like, Okay, this is gonna be a year where I hold on to truth. This year is gonna be defined by me holding on to truth. And like in in my in my feelings, like last night, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so like I'm literally here to serve people and I don't have energy to serve people. I can't serve them all at the same time. I wanna talk to people I need to eat. You know, but I also, oh man, it was just a lot. But I'm like, Lord, you're worth more than any of this. The world's going to keep spinning if I don't get someone's coffee on time. Your world's, the world's going to keep spinning if I don't eat. Like, all this stuff. I was like, oh, it's really hard to hold on to that truth. But just doing that more and more and working that muscle of choosing truth over feelings is will really, like, positively affect our worship. Um, Worship, you know, again, driving this point home, meaning like everything we do, um, whether it be singing, whether it be, you know, anything like inherently spiritual, like praying or fasting or, or you know, singing praises to the Lord or Bible studying, but also like walking to class, doing yeah. your assignment, sending an email, like the way you treat people and like figuring out like a conflict, like a scheduling conflict or something, like something not inherently spiritual. Um, well, that we think of immediately as spiritual. Yeah. I mean, everything is sacred and holy, but you know what I mean. Which I was going to bring that up. For sure, it is. Yeah. But, like, even in those things, like, holding on to truth is what's going to get us through. Um, yeah, like, if our worship is, again, if our worship is only dictated by our feelings, a majority of our worship would be lackluster because we aren't physically possible of being 100% amazing all the time. Yeah. Um, but good thing, that's not. Or what the quality of our worship is based off of. Um, yeah, like feeling good or bad, like the art of hands open, coming to the throne confidently, um, being like, hey, Jesus, I don't have anything <laughs> right now. You have um, a really tired heart to work with, and that's all you have, and that's all that I am right now. Like, that's enough for him. Mm. Like, he delights in your tired heart. Mm. He delights in your in your broken heart. Yes. Um and your exhausted heart, um, and all that stuff, and I felt that a lot yesterday, which is really, which is really awesome. Um, yeah, and this in the spirit part of that verse, in spirit and truth, um, that indicates like a sincere heart, um, a heart um, devoted to Jesus and the way of Jesus, zeal for the Lord, furtherance of His kingdom, like all this stuff, like, and that is really hard. Some like I'm going to be honest, like I'm. In the middle of my busy, hectic day, I'm not thinking, how is this furthering the Lord's kingdom? Like, I'm just, I'm not, I don't think about that all the time. Um, but like, pulling back, I was like, okay, Jack, was your heart sincerely devoted to the Lord today? Like, did you worship him in, in spirit and truth today? Um, and I feel like that's just a challenge to, when we come into a time, um, I guess I'm, I'm thinking specific, like a Sunday morning is the times I really think this through. Um, but even even at the beginning of the day, and at the end of the day before I go to sleep, um, just aligning myself with, like, like aligning my heart to 
the Lord's heart. I'm like, okay, yeah. my heart wasn't sincerely about you today. Like, forgive me. Like, mm-hmm. I want to continue to choose the better portion. Like, to choose to be more in line with your heart. And I know you're. That's the process. Process of sanctification. Like day after day, our hearts are. You know, we ask for our hearts of stone to become hearts of flesh. Like we're becoming more more gentle, more receptive to the Spirit's um, promptings, like, more like Jesus. Um, so don't be discouraged, like, if you come into worship distracted, like, if you come into your days just, like, drowning in, like, to-do lists and tasks and anything of the sort. Um, just know that, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. All right, I lost my train of thought. Remind me where I was, Tom. I'll come back to you. Hmm? Okay, I don't... Um... Oh, sorry, guys. I was gonna say... This that, is tough. Sorry, guys. I was gonna say, though, that... Worship... At its, like... Most... Like, nuclear... Cellular level. Worship is not about what we can do for him. Yeah. Because if it was about what we can do for him, there would be no like no point of doing it in the first place because we couldn't even get to him in the first place. He had to come to earth to die for us hmm. and then rise again, defeat death, hell, and the grave. Yeah. To even give us the opportunity to worship. Worship is about an empty heart, open hands, Sensitive to what he wants. Sensitive to the spirit. Mm. And adoration. And just wonder and awe of who he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I guess just like approaching things yeah. with a like a sincere heart and just knowing that he's sanctifying that. It seems very, very slowly, but I would challenge you to put this stuff into practice in like a few months, look back and be like, whoa, like I've been distracted. Yes, but like I've willingly brought that heart of distraction into, into my day and just relinquished control over it to the Lord, like little by little, whether it feels right or not. Um, and knowing that he's going to honor that and give you and give you that rest and give you that release into um, a truly sincere spirit that um, wants to, you know, has the right motivation behind their daily task, which is a true, like, being a living, um, yeah, being a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Romans 12, 1, again, um, throughout everything we do. So, yeah. A little roundabout. (laughs) Sorry, guys, for that. (laughs) So it's a little late here, a little late here, my mind's kind of foggy. But we're good, we're good. But, another thing, like, well, I guess I can talk about that towards the end, because it's kind of an application type thing, but sure. I'm going to be in Psalm 63, verses 1 through 8, but before I get there, I was watching this sermon by Louis Giglio a couple months ago, about, like, he had a, I think a two-part sermon series on like worship and like what it is and stuff and um he had this good definition about worship and this is about Luke Aglio. it says worship is about is our response both personal and corporate to God for who he is and what he has done expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live mm. so what like that goes back into what Jack was talking about it's our life as a poured out offering as a sacrifice for God almighty at its most, most basic level that's what worship really is but let me read Psalm 63 1 through 8 God you are my God I eagerly seek you, I thirst for you, my body faints for you in a land that is dry, desolate, and without water. 
So I gaze on you in the sanctuary to see your strength and your glory. My lips will glorify because your faithful love is better than life. So I will bless you as long as I live. And at your name I will lift up my hands. As you satisfy me with rich food and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When I think of you as I lie on my bed, I meditate on you during the night watches. Because you are my helper, I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. I will follow close to you. Your right hand holds on to me. God. That's a lot of... Well, that's a lot of... Mm-hmm. That could be almost an episode in itself. Or a couple. Like, just like... Think of, like, the things that David is, like, pouring out to the Lord in this. Like, I eagerly seek you. I thirst. For, like, thirst, like, when we think about dehydration. That's like you're desperate to have a drink of like. When was the last time we were truly desperate to know God even more? When was the last time we were desperate to surrender everything when it, when it didn't matter what happened? Our yes is on the table. He's God. I'm not. And pull out awe and wonder of who he is. My body faints for, like, what a phrase. My body faints for you. I mean, we should be undone of who he is. Like, when I say undone, I'm like, just like, in awe, like, that's the only kind of word I think of, is awe, like, you have no words because of who he is undone is we when we eagerly seek the lord because of his great love that's better than life are you kidding me mm. your love is better than life itself i mean i think of psalm 84 verse 10 like a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere because i'd rather be a doorkeeper at the house of my god than in the tents of the evil. Mm. Your love is better than life itself. So, what, what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that living and worshiping and experiencing the true love of our Father is better than anything else this life can offer. Because our soul, every... What? Our soul should be in dire thirst for the living God. I mean, think about it. Like our barren hearts were fruitless before the blood of Christ fertilized our very darkest crevices of our hearts. Hmm. Which I can kind of go into Micah there, but that'd be a whole, 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 whole spiel. So I won't, I won't, I won't bore you. <laughs> yeah, on let's. It. I won't bore y'all to death with that, but in Micah, there's kind of a cool thing about that. But um, just based on that fact alone, you have no choice but to worship. You have no choice but to see him in every little facet of life. Yeah. I mean, the example you brought up, Jack, is like walking to class. That may seem simple, but just think about it. If you have the privilege of walking, you see so many different creations and different people that you see that he is so intimately and intricately made to be made for worship. Yeah. You see the skies. I mean, you see the trees. I mean, it's like the sky is literally different every single day. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, Romans eleven thirty six. Um, let me read that up real quick so I don't want this quote, but because I know <laughs> most of it. Romans eleven thirty six. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory 
forever. Amen. And then it goes into chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and praising to God, for this is your true worship. We were quite literally made for worship. Mm. Every single thing that is not God, he created and was made to be delighted in him. Everything was made for worship. We were made for worship. We were made to delight in our Father. I mean, if you if you know me and Jack in person, or if you've heard a conversation between us, we uh we bring up every moment holy a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out Douglas Kane, um, McKelvey, um, great books. Um, it's just uh, basically volumes of uh, liturgies and prayers about just little intimate moments that we don't really think about a lot and how it can be worshipped. Um, but if we go throughout our day in the mindset that, that Lord, this moment is holy, this moment is not going to be like the next. If every moment is holy, why not behold Him as a Jewish response? I mean, because He is Redeemer, He is Sustainer, He is Provider, He is our constant. And the list goes on and on and on. Like, why not worship Him? He is so worthy. Mm. Yeah, he's so worthy. The more just a song we sing on a Wednesday or Wednesday, he's so worthy of just a prayer every now and then. He is so much more worthy than what we could ever offer him, anyway. But yet, he delights in his people coming to him. Oof. Yeah. I we we can we could never sing enough praises. We could we could never be intimate with him in prayer. Enough because it's not about what we do, but it is about coming to Him with empty heart, empty hands, saying, Lord, this is my life as a poured out drink offering for you. Have your way because you're God and I'm not. You pulled me from death and put me on solid rock. And because of that, you are worthy of every single breath. That you get. It takes all the pressure off. Like that's all he wants. Yeah. Like Psalm fifty one, fifteen through seventeen. Like Lord, open my mouth and my open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifices or give it. You are not pleased with a burnt offering, but the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, mm-hmm. a broken and contrite uh, a broken and contrite heart, oh God, you'll not despise. Like the only thing he wants is the life, Romans 12, 1, and a heart that is willing to come to him in whatever state it is, with no attachments, with no, with nothing added, with nothing, like, supplemented to make up for something that we did. Like, he doesn't want any of that. Like, he delights in a broken and contrite heart. Like, a heart broken over our sin, a heart that's allowed to be tired, a heart that's allowed to be distracted, a heart that's full of feelings that don't make sense, or circumstances that don't make sense, or anything like that. Like, that's all he wants. Like, there's nothing we have to bring. Like, there's nothing to embellish. Like, nothing make it more like appealing to him because what's most appealing to him is that brokenness. What it we call it we me and Jack call it the scout Instagram. Um Anthony Garola. Garola. If you don't follow him, he posts some really good stuff sometimes. And um the other day he posted something and it was um well I he actually posted two things that kinda of do with this, but um 
it was talking about like the prodigal son and then and, and uh it's like but lord i'm dirty but he literally created us He's from dirt the dirt from the beginning Oof. teared up that morning when i read that Oof. and then like the other day he posted um like in his presence, yes, there is fullness of joy and there is more love, grace, peace than you can ever imagine. But he doesn't require you to keep it together in his presence. Mm. And one of the things that he hit on, it was hit me. It hit me really hard. It was like we're somewhere along the way we've made this idea up that like worship is being functional for the Lord. Like, Lord, what can I do? For you in this moment, Lord, what can I do for you during this day? But somewhere along the way, we've lost being intentional with Him as He is intentional with His children. Uh, because yeah, it's nothing we can do, or we will ever do, to match what He's done for us. But He is still worthy of a life lived out as a form of worship back to Him. Mm. So yeah, Jack, do you have any closing thoughts before we kind of get into application? I know we didn't really talk about application, but <laughs> I kind of have some things. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some application. Um, I, like one of the things that's kind of yeah, you go, I'll go help you. help me. Um, and I'm not saying like this will work for everybody, but I feel like it would help most people. Uh, as soon as you wake up in the morning, go into prayer. Mm-hmm. Like you're when you first open your eyes, go into prayer. It sets your mind to be in like like talk somebody in spirit and truth with him. It sets your mind to just be with the Lord for the first ten minutes of your day. Like how hard is that to like wake up ten minutes earlier and devote ten minutes of your day at least in prayer before you go throughout your day. Mm. Um, so I would say that and then like just pick if like this is like kind of new or to you or like you're a new believer or you're a relatively new Christian just like pick moments throughout your day to behold him and like this is a shout out to Strong Coleman and Beholding but Jack was talking to me about this and it was so good it's like we try to add everything to like these moments in, in our day like we see a we see a sunset and we're like oh my gosh God you were so beautiful. Like we take a picture of it, we post about it. Like I'm guilty of that. I've done that. Like it's not necessarily bad. But yeah right. Yeah right. Just be like mm-hmm. <laughs> we're human beings. Be not human human doings. Yeah, like behold the Lord in those moments. Just pick moments throughout your day just to, like, I mean, we're always in his presence, but, like, just be sensitive and intentional in his presence during little moments in our day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That can be in solitude. That can just be you on a prayer walk, that kind of, whatever, like, whatever is comfortable for you, like, in his word, just, like, let God love you. <laughs> But, bro, that's my prayer every single day. And y'all, that's easier said than done. Like, just show yourself some grace because I have to do that to, to me every single day. If you, I'm not going to let anyone just read my journal, but if you were to read my journal, um, a lot of the stuff you'd see over the break was like, Lord, let me be able to. Well, I always think about how to phrase this. I always get lost in the wording. Like, being able to let him love me. There's so many times I want to be like, but this, but that. Oh my gosh, why would you love me because this? Yeah. Like, all these things. He's like, oh my gosh. Well, he's not like that, actually. He's like, hey, like, just let me love you. Your life is hidden in me anyway. Oof. The Father doesn't see you. He sees me when he looks at you. Because we are in Christ. We are a new creation. And shout out Rusty. He went baller Yeah, yesterday. Rusty went hard in the paint like, in church. He is 
<laughs> he is sat on the throne. Mm. And if you know the significance of that, it's wild because in the Old Testament, priests were constantly, they were, I mean, they obviously took shifts, but there was constantly sacrifices being made, like 24-7, it never stopped. People were always, like, people always sin still to this day. Right, right. But the difference is our priest, Jesus, is sat at the throne because of one sacrificial atonement wiped out past, present, and future sin. Even death itself. Mm. Yeah. And in the Greek, to tell us die, really cool. I'm about to nerd out here, but the AI on the end, it, we don't have like a thing for it in English. And it, it like, it is past finish, it is finishing, and it will be finished in the future. So, really cool in the Greek, but move along, Jack. <laughs> um, I guess that's my application is just to, it's not a, just like with everything, it's not an on-off switch. You can't be like, great, now I've heard this, and I'm going to worship perfectly. Yeah. Check. Like, how great would that be? But there'd be no need for the spirit if that was the case. So, give yourself grace, mm-hmm. little by little. Um, I challenge Dalton to read Beholding, um, and I challenge y'all to read that as well. Um, I gotta read Garden City. Before I, okay, before whatever. <laughs> Whenever you get to it, beholding is like a lifelong thing that is gonna. We're never gonna be perfect at. Um, no, like, we're never gonna arrive anyway. Right at a place. Right. But like becoming beholders is the name of the last chapter of that book, and just like. Every day, I'm like, Lord, help me to behold you more than I did yesterday. And, like, that may be the smallest little thing. But, like, how cool is it to, like, look back at, like, you know, 70, 80, maybe 90 years um, old down the road. It's like, look at how many years of be not, like, for the sake of, for us to, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I started, like, praying to behold you. Like, look at all these years that I've just behold it beheld you more and more and more and more and more like how cool would that be to look back over your whole life and be like oh my gosh and like comparing like 21 year old jack to like you know like 85 year old jack down the road like whoa like i want my life to be characterized by like like i want to be like known as a beholder of the lord like Mm -hmm. i was like he is someone who beholds god for who he is in the small and the big in the exciting and the mundane, um, and like living in a way in which every moment is indeed holy. Um, because if you are in Christ, every moment is indeed holy. Correct. And the Spirit is in everything. So, anyway, that's kind of my advice. Give yourself grace. It's, it's a really cool. It's a really cool time. Don't don't put human expectations and human limitations and time limits on it. Because it'll, that's not the point. It's a lifetime thing. Oops. Yeah. And the cool thing about sanctification, week by week, month by month, year by year, it gets sweeter and sweeter to worship. In any detail of our lives, in any aspect of our lives. And also, the the I think the spirit kind of brought this to my mind as we were talking, but be okay with your best day being like dirty rags, um, because we're never gonna be quote unquote good enough. We weren't good enough. We were born into iniquity because of sin. We see that in in uh, Colossians, and we see that in Psalm fifty one. We see that in Genesis three, Paul of man, but. Our quote-unquote best days are like that of dirty rags. But yet, he is still so worthy of it all. Um, because he is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. So yeah, I guess like the kind of main thing that me and Jack wanted to hit on is like, worship's not confined to just music. Worship is not confined to just a Sunday. Worship is not confined to just a Wednesday. Worship is not confined into the church walls. 
But if you are in Christ and you have the Spirit of the living God living inside of you, then every moment is a moment to behold and worship the one true creator God mm-hmm. of the universe that holds all things together and holds us and sustains us throughout our day and cares for his children that his compassionate, gentle heart for us. Yeah. Good first episode back. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was fun. That was good. For a minute, we're finna be back live on, not live, <laughs> posting stuff on Instagram. So, sorry for being a little, but we like not we, posting we, at all over we, the break. We needed, we needed a break. Agreed. Um, I know Jack did. I for sure did. I did. I for sure did. And not that we like don't love doing this. I love. Doing no, this. of course. This is like one of the favorite parts of my week is just getting to spend time with the Lord and 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 then Jack and playing praying. And uh, planning stuff and yeah, recording. It's been really fun, and it's been really cool to see how the Lord's been working in y'all's lives. Um, mm-hmm. and we just got to be a small part of it. Yeah, which is the coolest thing. So yeah, but yeah. And we shout out. Okay, we want to do a Q and A episode either next week or sometime. So if you have any questions. About the Bible, about Jesus, any, us, like, uh, like, literally, it Our can be stories, anything, anything. Yeah. anything, anything. You can DM me or Jack privately. You can DM our Instagram page at e period c period m period podcast. Um, we'll might post a story or so um, to get y'all's opinions on what y'all'd like to us uh, talk about or episode ideas or anything of that nature. Um, we're gonna be doing a Q and A episode pretty soon so be on the lookout for that and then uh also on the horizon we're going to be doing a fruits of the spirit series and so just going through what all of the fruits of the spirit series what they are um and how our lives are affected by them and how if you don't betray them then you're probably not a believer (laughs) um yikes start to step on some toes but it's just truth (laughs) about it um so yeah um, we love y'all. Y'all are truly prayed for and loved daily. That's just not something we say, but we truly do mean that. And we'll see y'all next episode, next next Friday. Oh, yeah. See y'all. Y'all are dearly loved, but Jesus loves y'all. Even more.